All right, well, uh, it's been a while between drinks, but we're finally back. We've finally got our shit together, and um, <laughs> we've got a new film to talk about today. So if everyone can cast their minds all the way back. We did Inner Space, I think it, well, it was probably about September or something last year. Is, yes. If I can even remember. Ago. I don't know, but um, if anyone can actually remember, it was Slaney who, who picked today's film, which is... The 1994 classic. It is 94. Uh, speed. Oh. <laughs> Give me one, Andy. <laughs> yeah, so I've chosen Speed. Uh, you know, childhood classic. You know, one of my favourites. And in all honesty, I still watch it today and still love it just as much, to be honest. You know, it's not one of those films where you watch it as a kid and then you watch it as an adult and you're like, you know, some films you're like, oh, really? I enjoyed that as a kid, yeah. but I actually really enjoyed this I don't one. know about that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so I'm not too sure. <laughs> When you pick Speed, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I've seen it heaps. I enjoy it. But I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah. Opening titles. And I was in, <laughs> I was man. Yes. sold, I was right? so in. Yeah. So sold. Because, I mean, because this is kind of like a, this is a sick movie, yeah? Kind of for you? I know yeah. You've, so, I know you've changed, but. So just to bring everyone else up to speed, Timmy and I have what we call sick movies where you pray for a sick day. <laughs> so you can watch this film. So for a long time, it was Speed. Uh, for a really long time, it was Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Like, the, the original which, which or the Nick Cage? No, 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 it the, was the Nick Cage one. Nick Cage. Okay. Well, now the, 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 the idea behind it is that it's a film that you don't have to think about, right, for starters. And secondly, you know it so well that it... You can fall asleep. You can fall asleep. You can Because you're <laughs> sick. You can fall asleep on the couch and wake up and just be like, yeah, not miss a beat. <laughs> Continue yeah, we'll on. My current, my current sick movie, just for those playing at home, is the 2012 Dread. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a discussion for another time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't so much have a sick movie. I have a hangover movie. <laughs> well, which I is really that... weird because the way I watch it is like the worst thing ever for a hangover. So I pretty much sit on the couch, crank up the, the, oh, you know, the stereo and just I'm... go nuts. On Transformers, I've been there, oh. <laughs> which is like, and just sit there. That with is like, a you know, terrible um, hangover movie. That is, I know it's so much going no. on, but that's the thing. It, it's just my hangover film. It's just what shrapnel I do. in your face. It was like yeah. a standard Saturday or Sunday morning for <laughs> yeah, us for, a, for, a for about four years. It was like go to Brad's house and watch Transformers. That's <laughs> what we did. And not say Amazing. a word, and, yeah, and never speak of it again. And it was yeah. so loud, and then so, do it next week. <laughs> Amazing. So, Speed, the sick movie. All right, that's a good way of looking at it. It's it's. It's, to me, it's just too action-packed to be a chilled out. I could fall asleep through this. I'm just like, the whole time, I am just like, yeah! You know, like, this is this is intense, man! You know, like, even the opening uh, sequence, like, going down the elevator shaft, oh. there's this great long shot of going down the elevator shaft, and the music that's playing, I love it, because it takes you through, like, every emotion that you're going to experience through the, the entire film, you know, like... One moment the music's like soft, the next moment it's really intense. And you're like, "Whoa, what am I? What am I getting into here?" You know. I feel like it's a it's a proper overture. Yes. You know, like at the start of a, a musical or a play, they, they play the whole, they play bits of the whole so, of the yep. whole production. Yes. And it's exactly what it was. It was this like this is going to happen and this is going. You don't know what any of that means yet, but because the music cues are so strong. You get that, like, oh, this bit's going to be exciting, and this bit, well, it's all going to be exciting. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like right. No, right, right. And that's what I really loved about it is the fact that the music just did that. So, before we get carried away, let's set the scene. Absolutely. Okay. Good call. So, here we go for our. <laughs> well played. <laughs> every end. Good, good pullback there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was very nice. Cool. All right. So, here we go with history with Brad. Brad, Brad. Okay. Brad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 1994. There's basically three things you need to know about 1994. I finished year 12, 
at Ooh. and died and the greatest oh. rock album in history of the world Offspring Smash was released oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a few other things happened too so uh, Kurt Cobain died yeah. um, OJ Simpson went on his you know in the Bronco heading for the border oh. yeah let's go um, and there was a, a few uh, well, let's say groundbreaking films in 1994 oh. so just uh, just a couple off the top of the head Shawshank Redemption Ooh. Forrest Gump The Lion Ooh. King Pulp Fiction True Lies Oh, wow. And Muriel's Wedding. Hey, oh, that's nice. That's classic. So there's, uh, there, there's some big, big things to, uh, to back this film up against. So if you <laughs> actually think Muriel's about wedding. if you think about Speed and then match it up against those films, you go, wow. Okay. That's a, that yeah, is a tough call. year for films. Yeah, absolutely. If you're releasing huge, a film in 94, you got some competition. You, you know, know what? And I would actually say, looking at those films, I would actually say Speed probably in the box office smashed Shawshank. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It did. Yeah. Shawshank when it came out was a dud. Yeah, it only it an got absolute its, flop. It got a success on its VHS release. Yeah, that's where everyone's like, "Oh, actually, this is really good." <laughs> and now you want it's been and number one on framed. IMDb's thing for what? Basically, ever Forever. since it was released. Yeah, so. pretty much. Crawled through a river of shit. Do we happen to know what? Uh, what you thing. know? What was number one in the box office in '94? Uh, looking at that, ooh, that'd be a big call between The Lion King and Forrest Gump. Ooh, yeah, good call. Yeah. Forrest Gump won a lot of Oscars that year. It did. You'd think we'd know this stuff, but we don't. You'd think we would have done some research on that. Yeah. I'll look it up. (laughs) i tell you what I did find out about. Yann de Bont. Yann de Bont directed this film. He did. Yann de Bont has directed some interesting films. He did Speed 2. He did Lara Croft 2. He did Speed. He did Twister. But where it gets cool... Mm-hmm. Why did you lump Twister in with those abominations? That's what I want Because he directed know. it, man. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Twister's in there. It's... Twister made a lot of money. Where it gets cool is Yanderbont was originally a DOP, right? A director of photography. So he was the guy behind the camera yes. shooting it. Now, he's done this 57 times prior to directing Speed. You ready for some of these? Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Yep. Hunt for Red October. Yep. And most importantly in this room... Ladies, gentlemen, Die Hard. Yeah. Alright, so this guy was a DOP for Die Hard. And in fact, a couple of nice. things in Speed mm. came from his work in Die Hard. You can when you say, of, you can when say, you say came from, you mean his similar work? Or they literally actually used footage no, from like Die he, Hard? No, no, no. Like he <laughs> okay. came up with some ideas for yep. Speed while working on Die Hard. Oh, cool. Cool. I got another fun fact. And this one's pretty cool. Joss Whedon actually wrote this film, Ooh. right? It's it's credited as someone else, but Joss Whedon came in. He's he's known around uh, Hollywood as the script doctor, so yep. people would take stuff to him and go, this is not very good, and he would rewrite it. So he did this to Speed. Now, Keanu Reeves wasn't going to do Speed, but then Joss Whedon rewrote it, and Keanu Reeves was on board with that. So it would have been a very, very different film yeah. without the script doctor's involvement. And just going back, just sorry to jump in, Forrest Gump beat Lion King. Oh, wow. I could have sworn that'd be the other way because, you know. Their opening. I think that would have been pretty close. The o- been... opening in theatres Forrest Gump, 24 mil, and Lion King was one mil, one and a half. So. Really? Wow. There you go. Times have changed. Isn't right. it like these days, box, you know, opening weekends are like $300 million or something? Isn't it like some well, insane the, number? Yeah. It was, I don't know how out of date this is. It might be completely All right. Well, let's, yeah. let's uh, put that in another perspective. What made more on the soundtrack? Ooh. <laughs> Forrest, well, good, you know what? The Forrest Gump soundtrack was pretty big. That was pretty so good. It was the Lion King one, so. Yeah. Is, I, uh, is there, is there a Forrest you... Gump musical? 
Ooh. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of soundtracks, though, like I the the whole score for Speed is like the most one song awesome score. <laughs> it's the most awesome soundtrack ever. You know, like Katie and I came up with this uh, this thing many years ago when we were watching it, and, and Katie says, you know, it's it's kind of like the music's telling you to look at the TV screen because it's like action is happening look at the tv screen it's just like that like through the whole film it's just like look at the screen through the music it's intense i love it it just i feel like intense is the best word for this film like it is Uh, it is literally happening all the time (laughs) and it's and it starts like super early Mm. like they get to the bottom of the lift and there's that security guard death in the first five minutes and dennis hopper's like Oh, hey, man. Mm, screwdriver in the ear. It's like, oh. whoa. That's it. Well, let's go into it. I mean, that um, that first scene. And the, well, we'll start with the credits because you probably know about it, the model of the, the lift shaft. Mm. So it was a one-eighth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they built a one-eighth scale lift shaft just to do the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then the title, so the doom when speed comes up is on the 32nd floor. Yeah. Oh, which nice. is which is when we get to it is where the lift actually oh, stops. Timmy, well played. And then after the title comes in, the music goes from like this kind of dark to just dun, 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 yeah. all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like this point of, you know, the once that moment happens, the action starts. It's on. Wow. It's on. Um, I didn't realise that. That's sharp. But yeah, like I, that is, it's a good scene and I, I'd, I'd like kind of you to get into your... Why? Ah, my why? Yeah. Uh, speed is the sequel to Point Break because we haven't forgotten. Let's face <laughs> uh, it, absolutely. It's, it's been on our minds for <laughs> seven months. Going, why the hell would he link those two films together? But no, that's all right. Mm. But um, no, I think it's a it's a it's a good opening because it sets the scene in terms of this kind of ongoing battle, pretty much for the whole film between these two characters. So, well, in regards to my theory, my very light theory i have constructed a uh a bit of a makeshift preview if 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 the two worlds were actually linked together so what i'm going to do is i'm going to play this preview that i've come up with an audio preview uh for what i believe uh speed is and the way it's linked to point break and then after we've played it we'll uh We'll have some discussions around it so have a listen to this i'm going to hit play and see what you think i have a feeling this is going to be magic Two years have passed since Johnny Utah took down the man he was hunting. He's so persistent, he always gets his man. After being forced into a bank robbery while working undercover for the FBI. I am an FBI agent. I know, man, isn't it wild? Johnny Utah changes his name to Jack Trevin to protect his identity and joins up with the most extreme police force in America, the Los Angeles Police Department. Using his extreme skills and desire for the intense, Jack Trevor is going to take down this bad guy using the most extreme methods possible. Who knew that it would be his ex-football career knowledge that would save the day so they could figure out what the bad guy was up to? You go to the University of Arizona? Yeah, so? Good football team. Yeah, so? I don't really know. So join us on this mega, epic, extreme adventure, which in a lot of ways you could almost call the sequel to Point Break if you connect a lot of dots that aren't really there, but you kind of get the idea. 
You get it. Join us on this epic adventure. Speed. The buster couldn't slow down. Uh-huh. And that brings us to the end of our podcast. Magic. That was actually better than the film. Ah, not too bad. <laughs> oh my god. So I whipped that up together in like an hour That's after amazing. work this afternoon. I was like frantically like, oh, I've been you know laying down these claims. I better make a preview or something to uh, demonstrate it. So, oh my god. <sighs> All right. So- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh. So. There are a couple of like really like I really like the introduction of the characters because all it's so it's bananas. All you see is this car launch <laughs> oh, yeah. like in the like total dukes of hazards like <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Best best way to introduce a cop car, I reckon. Well like yeah, in the at- air. <laughs> Going back to Point Break, right? So at the end of Point Break, he's walking on the beach. He's just looking around. He throws his his badge into the water. He's shitty. He's he's pissed off. Whatever. His FBI badge gets rid of it. At the start of this film, he is just like the most downer of the whole thing. Like there was this one quote that caught me at the start. It was like someone. I think it might have been Captain McMahon. He said something like, "Oh, how do we stop the lift from falling?" And he just says, kind of under his breath. The basement. <laughs> like, Dude, what is wrong with you, man? Like, I think it's it's what uh, really works in the like intensity of it all. You don't know, you don't know anything about these guys, yeah, and you don't need to really. Like, all we need to know is that this is full on, and this is their job, and they do this every day, and that's just how they are. Like, there's you know, there's yeah. no tragic backstory, there's no flashbacks. Actually, actually, I made a note about that. Like the fact that it's just they're they're just it it kind of takes that standard kind of Hollywood movie drama out of it. And he's just he's just a SWAT cop who's yeah. he's just out doing what he's doing. He's like, right, we just gotta do it. This is what we're gonna do. Boom, there's like he he's he Chewing bubblegum and kicking ass. Chewing bubblegum and kicking ass, right? One he thing hasn't I noticed run about out of gum yet. <laughs> one one thing I noticed about his um character is that he's really calm and really professional for like you know, if he's for example, the the lady in the elevator when she's refusing to come out, when she's too afraid. And she's like, no, he's like, come on, lady, just take my hand. Let's go. Let's go. But then in an instant, just gives up on that. Obviously he's done it by the book. And then he's just like, come on. <laughs> it was like, just screams at her to come, you know? But, and he does that a couple of times throughout the movie. And I really like that. And obviously he's very by the book, but only for a very short amount of time. And then he just short cracks views. it. Yeah. You know, like, so I really like that about his character. That's one thing I really enjoyed. So, but yeah, funniest bit about that is when the when everyone uh, gets out of the lift and it's like you know we need to get all these people out of here, and that classic line when they're all running away and the lady that was last to come out of the lift goes, <laughs> "My shoes." <laughs> I um, I love I love what Dennis Hopper brings to this film a lot, oh, so much. Like he's just I don't know he does bad guy really well, but mm-hmm. he does like that sort of smart yeah. but crazy bad guy like. One of my favorite parts, I reckon, is you know when when they're in the basement and he's got Harry by the neck and Harry's like shoot the hostage and and Hopper just yells, "Oh, we got all the balls in the world oh, here!" Such a good line. You just feel like that wasn't in the script, yeah. And that was just like Hopper mm. really yeah. owning. It. Oh, I, just, oh, I love that kind of stuff, you know. Like it's just that really visceral intensity. I, I found his character interesting because I was, 
You know, everyone calls him, they're all like, oh, he's insane. And even he um, makes a point of it on the news. They're like, you're a whim of a madman. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I just don't see him really as that insane in the film. I see him as a guy who is just pissed off, wants a lot of money. I don't see him as insane through the movie. Like, they're all like, oh, he's insane, might have lost his mind. Yeah, like, but, uh, splitting off for a second, yep. when you look at something like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, mm. and, when, and that works so well because... That sort of insanity was was threaded into the film. There was yeah. no like consistent appearance of Joker. He was just like there, and then he wasn't. He was there, and then and then this, yeah. this bit and that bit. It was kind of all over the place. Whereas, yeah, Hopper's like methodical and just like no, no, no. you screwed me over. I want my money. I want. Like, I want my money. Give yeah, me some, give me yeah. some. There's no. There's no. The cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I, I through the whole film, like I, because I, I watched it a few times, like, and I'm kind of like. Is he insane? I'm like, has this guy lost his mind? Or is he just genuinely pissed off uh, and wants money? But the thing I couldn't figure out uh, that kind of made me think maybe he is insane is the fact that why is he pissed off, right? Okay, so he got injured with the police force. He got his gold watch, his retirement, blah, blah, blah. He's drawing a pension, obviously a a disability pension, I'd I'd guess. Um, But what's he actually pissed off at? Why does he... Go for the money. Like, he's like, I'm getting what's owed to me. You know, like, and I'm kind of like, what is owed to you, dude? Like, <laughs> or is he just an angry guy? How about a thumb? Well, yeah, like, but obviously... Opposable digits, Jules. It's what <laughs> makes us, like, top of the food chain. Yeah, but they, I, I suppose that's one of the things, like... I mean, he's obviously... You know, he got a medal and all that. I mean, I suppose. do they? I wonder if they give cops payouts when they get injured in a lot of duty or whether they just get put onto disability or something. But Someone phone in and tell us. Yeah, yeah if anyone works for the... Uh, well, America, anywhere. If anyone, <laughs> works, if anyone works for America... <laughs> let us know. Just let us know. Because <laughs> obviously, whatever happened, happened... Like, it wasn't a recent thing, I don't think. Because um, he was preparing... He prepared that first job for two years. At least, well, they said that he retired in 89... Right. So the okay. movies, the movies in '94. So obviously, there's you know five years there. So yeah, okay. five years earlier, I, I'm 99 percent sure it was '89 when they when they finally figure out who he is. Yeah. They say it's '89. Uh, retired in '89 right because on. of his injury. Yeah. So for three years he was sitting there just pissed off, not mm. knowing what to do about it. Mm. And then, uh, and then he spent two years planning it. For two years, it's a pretty crappy plan. Well, that's what I was going to say because. Okay, I can see like all the rigs on the lift to be yeah, but the guy had no visual from where he was. Yeah, he was relying purely on sound, mm. which it didn't even like. I wasn't even that convinced that he could hear a yeah, whole lot because he kept like touching his like ear. He and was really, he was really what's, struggling. What's going on? So the thing that could come back to the insanity part of it is because he blew the lift when he thought something was up. Yeah, but, did, but how much did he know something was up, or was he going to blow the lift anyway? Because Jack thought he was going to blow. Jack the thought lift. he was going to blow, but that's just Jack because he's a SWAT guy and everything's going to go bad. Right? <laughs> so, but if he's not too sure in terms of what's actually going on, because he can like hear climbing and rigging and all this kind of weird stuff, mm. tings in the the cables or whatever. I don't know if he could hear people talking. He probably could, I guess. But I mean, yeah, because remember later he's like pop quiz. You know, he could hear that whole conversation. But I would have thought he'd be way more set up than what he was. Yeah, because really, what he put he put explosives on the cables. Yeah, and then explosive and on the emergency, emergency brakes. Yeah, and that's I mean, it. That's it. Yeah, that and it. and he he wore a bomb vest. Yeah. So just oh, in case. Just in case. Yeah. Like so, where did the other one year 
uh, we just three hundred and sixty four days and and you know eleven hours go, <laughs> you know like it's yeah interesting, interesting. But uh, it was a pretty crappy plan overall. I think like yeah like I mean he's locked himself in the building. He's in the elevator. It's like. Yeah. Where's he going to go? And it's like, the only elevator that's moving. If they shut down all the elevators, they're going to figure out that he's in that one if he's moving up and down in it. But but he is wearing the bomb vest, and there is the whole dip decoy thing on what floor the lift is on, and mm-hmm. he blows himself up, supposedly. Yeah. Maybe the intention was for them to see him and blow up and you know, mm. do his... It just seems like such a radical jump in planning from his lift exploits to the bus. Yeah. It seems like he just had he was just way more... Like with the with the money drop off and also stuff like he seemed a lot more like and and that's one thing the film doesn't really set up is how long between yeah what's the time like frame? it's obviously I want to I want to go back and talk about the medal ceremony stuff but uh, yes but the the bus happens the day after the medal ceremony right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because he was hungover. Because they're both hungover. Yeah. Now, you imagine watching Transformers, Brad. <laughs> now, imagine the day that Jack Draven had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. That That's, guy's. A, I was thinking the that same guy thing. That guy's a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he left his coffee on the top of his and car it, when he drove off. <laughs> did he? He nearly yeah. left his muffin he in almost, the... Yeah, yeah. 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 shop. Oh, like but he takes off and the coffee, the coffee doesn't move from the top of... Really? No, no, stop, drink the coffee, then we go. I'm not doing anything until I've had my coffee. Clearly, yeah. Hangover Brad is different to Jack Trout. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> hangover Jack Trout. Just going, bus so, blew up, wait. Just hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we do this tomorrow. And we're good. Yeah, let's go. So what, what were we going to say about the medal presentation, Al? Because I, well, I wanted to touch something on this as well. Well, it, it wasn't so much the medal presentation. It was more the party afterwards. Right. Uh-huh. I, fundamentally, I feel like uh, Harry, Jeff, uh, Jeff Daniels, was, I don't know, just, I felt like a miscasting to me. He, I didn't believe him as a SWAT guy. No. I mean, mm. he worked behind the desk, but, you know, I don't know. However, Harry's drunk scene yeah. is amazing, <laughs> yeah. right? That is a brilliant piece of acting from Jeff Downs. He's like, oh, and he's all woozy and slurry behind the bar, and he's like, I'm going to go home and have some sex. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go home and throw up. Yeah, well, that'll be fun too. Like, <laughs> you know, he he's really good. Go back and watch that scene. He's he's really good drunk. You know, you could have been dead. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got a bullet in me. Six <laughs> inches off the mark, and they're sending the medal home to my wife. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> Just call me Jeff Daniels. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh... And do they televise those metal things? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Clearly they do. Way to go, Jack. Because well, that's kind of a bit of the, uh, you know, uh, mentioning podcast alert, how this get made when they're talking about Godzilla and the, the old guy going, Godzilla. <laughs> and they're saying that that's just the movie on a <laughs> on TV a in the movie. <laughs> that's kind of what the ceremony felt like to me. It's like it's the movie... On a on TV, TV in the in movie, movie. That, mm-hmm. movie that he's watching. Movieception. Yeah, movieception. <laughs> so we, before we move on, just with the medal ceremony right now, I'm assuming that that whole medal ceremony is obviously for the the elevator bombing, uh, 
you know, fiasco. Now, there are four other cops. Yeah, I noticed that too. What the hell did they do? What the hell did they <laughs> yeah. do? As far as I'm concerned, it was, you know, Jack and Harry were well, running could around. Been, could have been, like, these things probably don't happen after everything. They probably happen maybe, I don't know, maybe oh. once a year, and it was another event that happened in the possibly, year. Possibly, possibly. How often do you reckon these, like, major events happen? In <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it's, no, it's just, an action film. Dude, man. it's America, all the man, time. all the time. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we've had the party. He's hung over as hell. He's getting his coffee. He's getting his muffin. His mate, who's the bus driver, so he clearly gets coffee from the same place yeah, daily. Every day. Same um, time. Is a, is a point for the bomber to make his make himself known again. Yeah, so another, another good question about how long between mm. the lift and the, and the bus events because Hopper would have had to have been... Sorry, Howard Payne, which is a great name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would have had to have been watching well okay you know he would have been studying jack to find out that he goes here for coffee and he knows this bus driver or oh, maybe i'll do a bus thing like it's it's effectively yeah it's about him getting his money right but it's largely about it's within i would say back. it's within six months i reckon yeah because i think the emotion is still high for all the cops at the party for starters or obviously harry's limping still mm-hmm. so he's still injured from his bullet wound so it's almost like I, I think it's pretty close. Like it's almost like the lift thing was like a. It's like he's been following Jack for a while. The list, the lift thing might have been a tester, see how he would go, Ooh, and the main event was then the bus. Mm. So you're saying the bus was always going to happen? Surely the bus is regardless been of from how the, start. the lift went down. Say he got Ooh. all his money from the lift. Which he was going to. That's the other thing that shits me about Captain McMahon. Is like the first thing he says is we get need to get the money. It's like. What, this is like the, even I know the first rule of being a cop captain is not to negotiate yeah, with terrorists. Happens, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it's, but it's, it feels, it's got that feeling like the bus was always the main event. Hmm. Interesting. I suppose that's why they called it speed and not lift. 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 <laughs> Fall. Fall, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, which is, I mean, because he had to rig up two buses, two public buses with this thing. And I suppose coming up with calculating the fact that the bus would be able to drive around in Los Angeles at 50 miles an hour may take a couple of years of planning. Mm. So the lift plus the buses, I could see that being two years of planning, yeah. you know, like... Plus he wants Jack to get to it. He wants Jack to get yeah, to the bus to get on the bus. Yeah. So he's obviously planned it so the bus is on the freeway, which is going to get up to the 50, and it'll probably stay above 50 for a while to allow Jack to get to it. You know, one thing actually that... <laughs> kind of annoyed me uh what well, didn't annoy me it was just like you could have defused the whole situation far quicker if you had just not broken on the window on the bus when you were trying to chase it down <laughs> if he had run up to the bus and knocked on it and gone excuse me sir i'm a lapd with my badge that bus never would have gone over 50 but the fact that he runs up to the side of the bus and the first thing that he does <laughs> is just smash the window that's Surely, the, of course, the bus driver's not going to stop then, but he's going to lock the door and hit the gas. This is the brilliant yeah. of Jack Traven, man. This guy is just—he's—he's he's all about just action-packed. Yep, you know where get he, the bad guy. You know where he got all that action-packed, all that adrenaline pumping, mm. hanging out with a young chap named Bodhi Zatfa. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with him, getting into skydiving and surfing and shit. Now he's got a taste for the extreme. Now he's mm. an adrenaline junkie. No, nah, it's because he felt he failed with Bodhi. Ah. Therefore, he's—he was oh. like perpetually shitty. Now, yeah, and therefore he's overly aggressive with everything he does. You could tell this was made by a, a cinematographer. Like the camera work was really nice. There was a lot of 
really like handheld stuff going on on the bus. You know, there was these like tracking shots up and down the bus, like sort of, you felt like you were, you were obviously right there Mm. and you were one of these passengers going, you know, like there were a lot of, a lot of long shots of, of Jack and Annie up the, up the front where we didn't really know what was happening. You know, they're doing stuff up there and the camera kind of creeps up like, hey, what's going on? Can you tell us? Like a passenger. Yeah, like we were yeah. a passenger on the bus. I really loved all that stuff. And, you know, mm. it just it, it felt like you were there. I, yeah, it I felt reckon. like you, mm. you were a passenger on the yeah. bus. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of my favorite shots of this whole movie is um, just before the bus does the epic jump over the bridge, right? Now, <laughs> I, think, I think we'll have to come back to that. But <laughs> I think please, we're about to talk about the same please. thing. But Really? All right, so the lead up to that? The, okay, so leading up to it, my one of my favorite shots is it's an aerial shot, um, and it's basically where they they realize that oh my god the the bridge is not uh, made, and that actually that scene also contains my favorite line, which is um, you fired you fucking fired everybody's fucking fired or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. I love that line, right? But um, the shot that I'm referring to is is when the cop cars start peeling off, and they're yeah. like, oh. Oh, damn, you know, like the bus is going to have to go on. You're all on the your cops, own. You're on your own. And it's this aerial shot, right? Shot from a helicopter. And you see the bus come out in front and all the cop cars and all that, all that peel off yeah, to the sides. Yeah, yeah. It's an epic shot. The it music fits that shot. brilliantly. It just does. That's it. Exactly right. So, oh, you killed it. So, I was going to talk about the lead up a bit earlier than that. Okay. Um you know, we get to meet Annie and her life and what she's, you know, why she's on the bus. Yep. And she moves away from the tourists, which is really lo- like, that's all really nice. Like, mm. people didn't really know Sandra Bullock. I mean, they, she wasn't the st- like this made her massive. This film. yeah, yeah, this was her yeah, first proper think, big film. Yeah. Well, was would when was the net made? No, it was oh, after that was this. like ninety eight. Oh, was it? No, okay, no, oh, no, no, I think it was ninety four as well. But it was oh, really? it was after this. Okay. I think on IMDb, if we want to check that, I'll check I think it, it was after reputable that. source. Thank you, Timmy. Um, yep, source of information. Eh? But I, you know, the driver gets shot, which is insane, but it happens. <clears throat> oh, having said that, I would also like to know a bit of backstory. I I want someone to write a bit of fan fiction. Ninety five <laughs> about that Ooh. criminal, about the. You know, yeah. leave me oh, yeah, alone. The, the guy on the bus. Yeah, with a gun. Yeah. I want to know, like, how he got to being on the... You know, like, anyway. What did he, he And do? he had that really awesome, like, 90s goatee. You oh, know, just like the little square I'm bit. I'm not a cop bed. now. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm putting my gun away. <laughs> but there's a shot when they, when they get on that freeway, right? And, and there's like, all right, there's a hard right coming up. And he's like, we're going to tip over. Everyone get on this side of the bus, but you bet, you know, like... There's this whole prep. Yeah. And then Annie puts on the indicator. Yeah. Right? And it's this close-up of the indicator. And it's this moment. It's kind of this moment of levity. It's like, it's st- it's funny. Yeah. But it's also this, like, it feels like this reflection of the trauma that she's in as well. Like, how she's coping with this situation. Trying to be normal. That's it. Basic yeah, motor like, skills are coming in. Of just, yeah, just that's right. You're sort of reverting you know. back to, mm. you know, yeah. basic driving. And it just... It, to me, it screamed a lot about how she was dealing with that situation because you know she was like, oh, you know, really apprehensive and yeah. But that was like a real. I'm driving this bus now. 
That's awesome. We're going to make this corner. I never noticed it before. I have to. I'm going to. I'm definitely watching this movie again. Of course, we're going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I have to keep an eye out for. Like, without talking too much about random shots that we love, there is a shot that is truly awesome because while it's not the most technical shot in the world, it's kind of like one of these. We do it once and we have to get it right. Um, and it's the shot where going back towards the start when the first first bus blows up and Jack's walking out of the cafe just after he's forgotten his muffin and he walks out and he walks around his car. Now, it's all one shot. So mm. him coming out of the cafe, mm. and he walks around to the side of his car and then in the background, the bus blows up, right? And it's just, it's it's not the longest shot in the world, but you know, it's kind of one of these ones where... It's it's quite a technical shot. It yeah, is like quite, yeah. A lot goes like, into that kind of thing. Exactly right. Like, yeah, behind the scenes from the pyro, blowing the bus up, and obviously the camera guys can't can't stuff up, and there would have been, like, some guy on a radio sitting there going, just waiting to scream, abort, you know, like, just in case the camera guy trips over or something. Yeah. You know, it's quite a difficult little um, setup that they did. I was really impressed by that. That's But that super cool. effective because yeah. you were totally effective. with Jack at that point. Exactly. And, you don't, and you don't expect you it. You don't expect it, yeah. 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 Like, he's got his muffin, he's just on his way to work. That's it. And then, boom. Bang, and what was shot. the trigger for the bomb? Was it like, was he sitting there remotely pressing I, I reckon, Or was yeah. it when it got up to a certain speed? No, I think he... I, 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 reckon, I reckon it was remote. I don't think we see a remote, but I reckon because he's mm. sitting there watching Jack get his muffin mm. um, and... Yeah, I reckon he would have sat there and, and triggered it himself. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I wonder how many takes it took. <laughs> well, <laughs> just sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. Oh, take 735. <laughs> Get another bus. <laughs> another bus driver. <laughs> there's a shot. So, I was, I was just about to start talking about the airport when they get to the airport. But there's a shot where the bus comes around the corner and a plane takes off. Oh, yeah, I think I remember, remember the shot one? you're talking about. And yeah, that yeah. one, I read somewhere that one took like. Some ridiculous amount of takes. Was it uh, worth it? To line up. Totally. It was pretty nice, too. It was a good shot. If you're sitting there like, noticing oh, yeah, those shots. The it made yeah. all the really simple people re- realise that they were at the oh, airport. Oh, you were at the airport. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. really quickly, one, one of those things that uh, you, it, it's kind of made it into the final cut of the film, where you look at it and you go, all right, everyone on the bus should be dead, is as they're coming onto a freeway, I think it's when they're coming onto that closed freeway after that gnarly right-hand turn, there's a shot of the bus. It's quite a wide-angle shot where this cop car kind of gets in the way and the bus jams on its brakes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed see, that, actually. Yeah, you yeah. see the whole bus virtually lurch to a stop <laughs> yeah. and then it takes off again. And I'm like, that bus ain't 250 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. So I just, yeah, just had to put that in there. I don't know if you noticed, but this bus seems to be made out of you know the same stuff that they injected into Wolverine. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so. like the amount of cars that it absolutely destroys, destroys. and yeah. it's, it's like hardly even dented. Even and buses speed. are literally made out of like you know thin tubes steel frames yep. with a bit of like you know roofing iron sheet, around the outside sheet yeah. metal yeah. Yeah. sheet metal sprayed right. aluminium yeah, over that sprayed <laughs> aluminium yeah. they are not battering rams so one bit I really liked was when they get they commandeer the network guys to tape the tape to, ta- to loop the tape oh mm. I know what you're gonna say and I just feel like <laughs> the, ca- the the editing guy the camera guy you know and he's like you know, McMahon's like, yeah, yeah, okay, tape it, tape it, tape it. All right, play it, play it, play it. And the guy is just like, I'm sick of all the intensity of this film. He's like, it's taping. <laughs> He's just like, Jesus. But that's the thing with McMahon. I'm going to go into a bit of McMahon here because I, he just seems like, he seems like a new captain to me. Seems like he hasn't been on the job that long. Because he seems like he's a bit all over the place. The fire thing, like he's just he panics oh, a bit with the fire, and. Just that whole exchange when they're... The one thing that bothered me about him was 
when they do that stupid plot at the airport where they get Jack to get on that little trolley and go under oh. the bus, right? So, I mean, that's stupid in its own right. But when everything goes wrong, not only do they just show them just standing there doing nothing in at the back of the shot, like surely that'd be an important part of the shot because it's glaringly obvious that while he's struggling stabbing the bloody... <laughs> Petrol tank. <laughs> they're, just they're, just they're just standing there, just like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then awkward. his only reaction once he gets in the bus was, "How many lads have you got, man?" <laughs> yeah, like, like he's all like laughing and stuff. Not like, looking dude, out for his man. Yeah. Like, this is not responsible. Like, come on, man. Like you. <laughs> Speaking of crazy irrespons, like crazy irresponsible from the LAPD, the plan to wedge the pedal and tie the wheel, man, and nothing. then get the hell off oh, the bus. I know. Like. As the LAPD, how can you make that decision to just let a bus with a lot of explosives <laughs> on it, like in an airport, drive around the airport? Well, the, I guess the issue is that to get off without it losing too much speed for it to go into the 50 and blow everyone up is, is one thing. Nice. Yep. The bus could not slow <laughs> down or it would blow up. Okay. Yes. So. I, I'm with you on that. So, I can see why they're trying to jam the pedal, just, but. I agree though, because I don't know what the rope did. What did the rope do? Like the rope it, stopped the wheel from turning. Because yeah, of the it was blown supposed tires, to keep right? doing circles, mm. but Sandra Bullock and her shitty knot tying abilities sends the bus on a journey of its own. You know, like. But like, it's, how? It's, I don't, what's the thought was process? The plan that, was it was it tied straight to just like run off the end of a runway and hit a wall or something? Like, what was there? What was the thought after? Let's get Jack and Annie off the bus. See, my assumption would be that you get the bus going incredibly fast with the other bus. I'm going to speed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, yeah, I'm on board with this film. So, you get to go incredibly fast with the other bus going incredibly fast with it. So, then by the time you get everyone off and the bus away, it slows down to the point where... It, because if it's just going a bit over 50 and they don't have the... Yeah, but how do they not know that it's not going to be next to a terminal when that happens? I don't yeah. know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how can you just go... Let's get the people <laughs> off and then whatever. Well, yeah. see, I mean, <laughs> they got 14 people and off the bus. And, and, and it drove into a fucking plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it destroyed yeah. a jumbo jet. Yeah, but it was, like, a, it was, it was a, a freight plane. that was going to be scrapped anyway because it had no doors on it. Ooh. Yeah, so it had no doors it was, on it. It was like an old freight plane. Yeah, it was going to yeah. be scrapped. But it's that thing. Like, no, but it could get... have hit the guy bloody towing it. Well, exactly yeah. right. Or it could have been they got 14 people off the bus, but it crashes into a terminal and kills 280. But I mean, that again, that's Sandra Bullock's shitty knot tying because... <laughs> like I think no no we're not even no, no forget that part. she shouldn't no. even have to tie anything sh- in the first why are they letting a civilian tie the knot well to that's, start with what if, Jack's what if the bus was travelling towards the end of so not the terminal end the end of the runway where it's usually just paddock and yeah da- that's what I'm saying was that their original plan but even then I don't that's a gamble so. sure it is especially if the, if, if the wheels are turning because of the blown tyres which is what which is why she was struggling to keep it under control because the tyres that had seemed to have been blown for <laughs> hours by this point, were finally getting too hard to control. What I would like to suggest, that there should have been an Apollo 13 kind of situation where this thing's happened, my hand is high like it's in space, yeah. <laughs> and now my other hand is down on the ground, yes. where there's this team of people going, we need to make this yes. work yes. to get these people home. Mm. How is there not a, a room full of people going, we need... How are we going to get this bus to stop? Uh, How are we going to defuse this bomb? Here's a question. Nah, let's just let it run off the runway and hit whatever. Does Captain McMahon seem like the top captain that would do that, Al? 
Ooh. This all comes back to how shit a Captain, Captain McMahon is. It's poor yeah. leadership. It all is. Right. What fucking about the chief? Just, just fucking chief? tie some rope around it and let it go. <laughs> It'll blow to, up. Let's go to the pub again. <laughs> It'll blow up. No one's on it. Whatever. <laughs> let's shoot Harry again. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's Harry? Oh, wait. They, oh, they couldn't have that guy because uh, the guy that plays that guy in Apollo 13 was making Forrest Gump at the same time. Oh, so. good oh. point. Oh. They couldn't use that guy. They probably tried to get that guy to make the things. but So he, he was problem solving so, for yeah. Forrest so, Gump. Really, oh. really quick. Lieutenant uh, Dan. But the, really quickly, the plane that the bus runs into has mm-hmm. got Pacific Courier Freight written on the side of it. I saw this. And apparently, now I haven't clarified for this myself. Thank you, internet. Um, Pacific Courier Freight are the vans that are driven by the terrorists in Die Hard. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. uh, interesting. I mean, obviously, he's uh, being the director of cinematography on Die Hard. Interesting. I brought up Apollo 13 before. This is, this is going to be a long story. It's not that long. <laughs> um. All right. So when <laughs> we're off the bus now, Annie's been kidnapped. He's picked up the money, and they're going up the hill, uh, up the hill, up the stairs in the subway tunnel. Yep. And Jack pulls his gun, and he's like, "Turn around." Oh. And it's Annie, right? Now I swear, I, I for some reason I haven't realised it until now, but I feel like I've felt this every time I've watched it. Every time she turns around. There's a little part of me that wishes she was in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And she's there with the money and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack, but I was working with him. Ooh. So, which was, you know, obviously not the case, but... Big twist on that film. That would have been a really good twist. That would have been a great twist. Now... That would have been really good. I like that. Back to the Apollo 13 reference that I coincidentally made. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Ed Harris... Who's on Apollo 13 was was going to be cast as Harry, mm-hmm. right? Instead of Jeff Daniels, mm-hmm. and he was going to be the bomber. That was going to be a twist. Wow! Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh my god, god, I killed the same wow. thing. That would have been really cool. That would have I been suppose, a much better film. But, but I suppose they didn't want to <laughs> well, make it too complex and too no. twisted because all the nufties and dumbasses yeah, out there would be. It's like, a very oh. like you know balls to the wall action film. Yeah, of and it, when you think about it, it is really simple. It's like three acts. There's like the the lift, the bus, excuse me, and the, <laughs> the fucking train, and the train, which we're clearly about to delve into. Um, oh, but it is it is very straightforward. Yeah, they they might as well be like Keanu Reeves might as well all be in white. Uh, Dennis Hopper might as well all be in black with a twirly mustache yeah. and a top yeah. hat. You know, like yeah. which which works great and it works fine. And I think it would have got too complicated. Some films just aren't made to be complicated, are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and this is—I mean, what are people going to watch when they're sick? Seriously, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Transformers. Yeah. Before, <laughs> I feel like we're going to get into the train scene here, but I, I just—I have to go back. All right, we just have to mention the jump. Do we really? We do. We, do. we, we have we to do. mention we have the to. jump. It's like, like the scene. It's the scene. Like uh, we can't just brush past this one. I, I, I'm just pretty much. I'm just going to say, yeah, flat chat wouldn't happen. No. They jumped the bus. They jumped the bus. It was a real bus. Like, it was a real jump. The yes. G- the gap wasn't as far. They broke a camera, didn't they? They landed. Wires. No, 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 wasn't, wires. Wasn't no, 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 it was, it was a bus. They jumped that bus. Yeah. They jumped the bus. There was a ramp, but it was digitally yeah. removed. No, you could right. see it. 
Oh, could you? No, 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 on yeah, most you of can't. the stunts, the bit where the bus goes around the corner at like you know eighty mile an hour, oh, you can see all the things underneath. You're talking about the, the, the hydraulic ramp. Yeah, yeah it's like no, there's a lot of crappiness in that. For thing. the for the jump though, see, this is what bothered me is I'm like the bus just lurches itself into this air for no reason. Yeah, it's now, like they, a lion they, attacking its prey. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, Dukes of Hazard style. <laughs> they digitally <laughs> remo- uh, sorry, removed the um, removed the um, uh, the the ramp. But I'm like, surely you leave it in there and just disguise it as some kind of end of freeway barrier? Because that's kind of what bothered me. If if you have it so that it's like, oh, look, it's just a pile of sandbags that have, for some weird reason, been conveniently placed to make a ramp, that would make sense. But like the part that makes it so unbelievable is the fact that the bus just launches itself up. Plus, it's on a bend, too. That kind of always bothered me. Like, I I feel like what could have worked is if the, the freeway wasn't going to match up. <laughs> yeah. right. It was like a huge stuff up. <laughs> and it was a massive stuff up, which is why they'd stopped. You know, they got this close and they're like, uh, Barry, uh, this isn't going to meet. We've done something wrong here. And so they've stopped and therefore the jump kind of makes more sense. Yeah, that's what I thought absolutely. about too. It's like if you're looking at the actual, when they like, you know, the, the long shot of the, the bit that's missing in the bridge, it's See. a pretty random spot to have a bit missing. Like right on a bend, sort of everything else is done. Like literally done, like the lines are painted on the road and everything. But there's well, there's this one bit missing that they completely. It's like, oh yeah, started. sorry, yeah, that bit's on back order. It'll be here in uh, maybe six, the workers six, went weeks. on strike, Two weeks, mate. Yeah, maybe. well, the, the thing is, right? So they they weren't actually going to put the the jump scene into the movie. Yeah. It wasn't originally wasn't scripted bad. until they realised, hey, there's this bit of freeway missing up there, and we've already done the lines and everything. <laughs> like yeah. so, like let's use that, and they that's when they came up with the whole the whole bus uh, jumping scene and. Train scene at the end, um, again, hadn't like when they first, the, what do they call it? A, um, like a previewing or, you know, they do the, yeah, the they do screeners. Screeners, yeah. They hadn't actually shot the train scene yet. It was just storyboards that they threw up on screen or something. Yeah, wasn't okay. They? Um, so they'd had the whole sequence of the elevator, then they had the bus sequence, and then they, um, yeah, they hadn't filmed this, this scene until they kind of got, uh, the train scene until they got, um, you know, audience approval. Uh, that the movie was actually all right, and then they went back and and shot all the train scenes afterwards. So they, I guess, there was a few people that weren't convinced that it was going to do all right. Yeah. I, huh. I, I so Tim, yeah, <clears throat> tell me because you'll you'll be the guy that knows this. Yes. If if I needed to stop a train, yes, I couldn't. <laughs> yep. Would- speeding it up is the right way to go, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. I'm going to speed it up. <laughs> it's probably the dumbest decision I've ever seen in my the life. Worst. Only because... Okay. There are two things you can go... Okay, the brakes, are, the brakes are busted. That's fine. Trains can go slow. They can go <laughs> super slow. And if you slow it right down... Sure, it's not going to stop because there are no brakes. But if you can slow it right down, when it gets to the end of the track, it'll go... <laughs> and then <Credits>. versus, <laughs> and then you look around and you realize you're in an area where they're working on a track and go, oh hey, can you just grab that like that saw or whatever and just kind of cut, cut my girlfriend off. free? <laughs> oh, I'm with the LAPD. Oh yeah, no worries. What happened? Oh, I'll tell you later. Long over a beer. story. But instead, like the guy's got a death death wish, obviously because he's failed to get Bodie. He's mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's he's Harry is gone. We haven't talked about Harry dying, but Ooh. we spoilers. The whole thing's filled with spoilers anyway. <laughs> his friend, his best mate in the force is now dead. The guy doesn't give a shit anymore. So, but you know, I 
you know, it fits in with the film. I'm, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say that if he slowed it right down, it would have been a great ending. Because <laughs> it wouldn't have been. It would have been bloody rubbish if the credits rolled as there's this guy just but cutting her out of the pool. It would have been credits roll. It would have been one of the most believable things in the whole film. You would have sat there and gone, "Hey, that makes sense." Good decision, Jack. Good decision. You know what I would have loved to have seen, right? Right. Fade to black credits, right? Yeah. All the credits, post credit scene. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> we might have to get. Yeah. Oh, we're free. Great. No, it's like, no, dink. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one, one but thing, the, but sorry, the no, thing, go. the cool thing about it was that that whole crashing scene was that was another model, I think. Yeah, that was all was model it? work. Yeah, you can talk that, about that the models. Good models. They were good. Yeah, they were lovely. I mean, they were really good. But and- knowing that, because I read that before seeing the scene again, watching it, knowing it, I was just like, "This is cool. Like, this is a really yeah. cool scene." And mm. then the train popping out. Yeah. On Hollywood Boulevard. Looked awesome. Yeah, but it's a bus. Yes. Apparently disguised as a train. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they uh, retrofitted a bus to make it. Mm. That's how I really liked. You know, I have these problems of like. Bloody film nerding it up. The train went past Man's Chinese Theatre, mm-hmm. which yep. is like, you know, one of Super the, famous. Yeah, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey was playing, just, just saying. Really? That. Yeah, oh, at the time. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So there's a disturbing part at the end of the film when the credits are rolling, where after the train's done its epic slide down the street, you know, it comes on the side and blah, blah, blah. And, Hits the car. Uh, bumps into the car, yeah. It gives, oh gives a little God. show. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> um, believe he hit the van. So, like, the part... It's a train. The, <laughs> the train has <laughs> just come out of the ground. Oh, my van. And you almost died. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bloody New Yorkers. Oh, we know LA, wasn't it? LA, yeah. Uh, okay, so... All right, so... The disturbing part is the fact... Okay, so... Uh, you know, Jack and Annie, they're making out, and all the crowds swarming around the train, they're all like, oh, isn't that nice, isn't that nice? Filming it. Forgetting about the fact that there's a corpse in the front of the train. <laughs> the poor train driver who was shot to death no more than three minutes earlier. I was like, nobody seems to be freaking out about this dead guy who's lying there. Which was uh, Richard Schiff, too. He's, Richard uh, Schiff? Yeah, he's seen uh, The West Wing. No. 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 Uh, you've I seen, heard it's good, though. You've seen stuff he's in. Trust Richard me. Shift. Oh, I have to yeah, check Richard it out. Schiff, Richard, yeah. there you go, everybody. The train driver is Richard Shift. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I find it really disturbing that everyone's just kind of like, oh, taking photos. And- they're really filming them though. Like yeah. they're getting pretty hot. Yeah, and they're really filming. Like, well, that's it. This what? train has just popped out of well, the ground. Well, they're in Hollywood. That's <laughs> all about filming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ooh, ooh. there you go. And they're from LA, so you know, dead guys everywhere, especially in '94. <laughs> yeah, that looks just another dead guy. Oh, yeah. How about that? So yeah, um, I, I'll kick things off. Mm. There was no fucking way I was getting up to make a sandwich during this. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what, was, what was the Sandima scale again? My now? Sandima scale. Oh, the Sandima scale for you playing at home uh, is. We rate everything on a percentage compared to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's is a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. So we could rate something less than a hundred percent because it's not as good as Bill and Ted's. Maybe it's better than Bill and Ted's, so we could give it a higher percentage than that. Yeah, Timmy. Firstly, sandwiches. Yes or no? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Right. I don't think I. I didn't even get up to pee. So yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, Jules. Sandwiches. No way, man. I'm, I'm going to have to say there was uh, there, oh, it wasn't sandwiches it was a bowl of yogurt but you know. <laughs> so one sandwich for me but one before sandwich. we started this Whoa. 
Before uh, you said before we started mm-hmm. this that memories, oh, memories, memories were lovely. Yeah, but the reality when you sat yeah. down was was not good. There's some things you shouldn't revisit. Okay, oh. so my memories of this film was oh, this was absolutely gold. I loved this film when I was a kid. And then the other night, I sat down and watched it, and about ten minutes in, I found myself just going, "Oh my god!" How long? Did, how long had it been? How long had it been since you've seen it? Fifteen years. Okay, so Whoa. we're talking a decent amount. Yeah, time, a decent right? amount of time. So it's it's kind of rewatching this has almost wrecked it for me. Ooh, I would I, I would have liked to have not seen it and would and would have held a much higher standard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I just found myself in so many things. Like my notes are for this film, pretty much there's four lines. They say terrible stunts, terrible acting. Cheesy one-liners that make no sense, and the music my wife sang for three days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? How good is it? <laughs> it, was awesome. yeah, it was good uh, to the fact where I'm pretty sure she has actually found it, downloaded it, and it's just going to like well, spring it on me in the next couple of days. There are two soundtracks, so they released the soundtrack in I think it was June, which was the songs inspired oh. by <laughs> which included the speed give me what I need oh, yeah. oh. and then in um, was that Billy Idol it was Billy yeah, Idol and then true. in August I think the same year they released the the actual, actual, actual motion score. picture soundtrack but for some weird reason the score wasn't in the order that it's in the film they did it <laughs> whatever anyway oh. um, uh, sandwiches san- san- oh no I gave it no sandwiches no sandwiches alright I, I gave it one bowl of yogurt one bowl of yogurt <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna look this is going to upset you, Brad. I'm going to give it a very high rating. I'm going to give it a 98%. Whoa. This, like, there's something about, I don't know, I I didn't necessarily, like, enjoy myself, but, you know, I was there. I was in it. I was I was watching this film, you know, and it it was, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, I'd, I'd probably, I'm probably on the same line because it's a sick film and I only choose sick films that I really enjoy. Um and and just to clarify, not like that was a really sick film. Oh my god! Like, you know, <laughs> no, not, not as in fully. No, just as in if I can, unsick. if I can be a little bit out of it and still watch this quite easily, then it's you know it ranks well for me. So I I would look. I'd probably give it in the eighty percent somewhere, like probably about an eighty-seven or something, maybe. Nice, nice. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I if I okay. So the way I tried to figure out the San Diego Scal for it, for for this is. If I had to choose a movie to watch all day, uh, this one day, if I had to watch it, you know, 20 times in a day, I'd probably go with speed. So I'm kind of tipping the scales here and saying that I, I reckon I'm going to give it 110% yeah. on the San Diego scale this for the our- simple fact. Now, I, I, I've kind of tried to figure I, out why. I think Jules is sick. <laughs> yeah, we should we I'm, should give him something. I'm I, you Speed. know I'm a I'm a sportsy adrenaline hard fast guy. That's my whole life is like that. So I I just love this movie because it's just it's so action packed and it's just so full on and it just just caters to what I'm looking for so well. So if I had to choose to you know between watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure a hundred times and watching Speed a hundred times, I'd probably go with Speed. But only just. So I'm going to give it 110 well, percent on the San Diego scale. Well justified. No. Thank so you. So if I rocked up to you and said. Speed or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and you go, what? Well, which one to watch? And I say, no, which one to watch first? You'd pick Speed. I'd pick Speed first. Very good. I th- and um, then probably watch it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do Bill and Ted. <laughs> nice. Well, Bradley. And, uh, yeah, Brad. uh, look, I'm not going to say that I probably won't watch it again. I probably will. And I'm not going to say <laughs> that it was the, what is it, the hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was that I want my time back. 
but <laughs> it's it's no Bill and Ted's. Not not even in the same ballpark. Even though you know it does share the whole Keanu thing. Um, so I'll give it out of uh, on the Sam Dima scale. Let's see. Let's see. I'd still probably rate it better than Inner Space. Hmm. Just because of that whole Martin Short thing. Just, yeah, good call. Um, <laughs> anyway, just me and him, just we just don't get along. Yeah, fair call. Uh, I'm going to go 70. Okay. 70%. Uh, 71. 71. It's pretty good. It's not a bad yeah, school. Yeah, so it wasn't, look, it, it was terrible, but it was kind of so terrible that it kind of makes it like cult. It's, it's cool. laughable, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well played. All right. Well, awesome. so it's time for, I know my favorite segment, podcasting a wider net. Oh. Ooh. And this is, well, this is where I try and broaden the audience's narrow perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, maybe they, maybe they, you know, well. Insults the audience. It's because it's mum, right? I'm like, <laughs> mum, you need to get out there and listen mm-hmm. to some more stuff. This, it's not just this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I hunt down the internets for you and I find some other podcasts that have done the same film. Mm-hmm. And probably better, to be honest. Didn't you find us a podcast once that was in Swedish or something? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, in the language. Yeah. For point yeah. break, I think it it's was. It's not working so well so far. <laughs> yeah, okay. <It's> okay. <laughs> so this week, I have a couple of good ones. Uh, one called the No Pancakes Podcast. It's like another four blokes. Their last four films have been on Keanu Reeves, right? Ooh, excellent. Obsession. The most current one was Point Break. The one before that, and this was like last week that it came oh. out. Oh, really? Was Speed. Oh, Really? I, I'm listening to that. I got yeah. four blokes sitting in a room talking about the Keanu films. Are you sure there's nah. not some kind of time warp and it's actually just us in an <laughs> no, alternate it's, reality? It's, it's, yeah, it's an alternate universe. It's, it's, it's us. <laughs> there are a lot more episodes in and they got a theme song and it's it's a lot more polished. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so it's us if we were organised. They spoke for like 45 minutes and they still hadn't gotten the speed, so I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Just want to hear about the movie. Uh I found another one called The Infinite Monkey Cage and it's from BBC4 uh, and it's with Professor Brian Cox and it was like an actual scientific podcast <laughs> about speed. Like, oh, <laughs> like you mean like... <laughs> like not the movie, not the but movies. like the physics. Yeah, like the physics and the oh, measurement right, yeah. of speed. Awesome. So, yeah. You know, hey, if that's your thing, I'm yeah. quite looking forward to going back to listening to we it. We should actually. have got that guy yeah. on the podcast. It's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, think, Doctor? Well... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but in all serious, there is another podcast. It's called I Was There Too. It's by a guy called Matt Gawley. And he uh, talks to people that were in, uh, you know, famous scenes of cinema, but not, not the necessarily main the part. main part. Um, you know, he interviewed Greg Proops, who was the two-headed alien from Star Wars. You know, things like that. So he actually sits down with about six or seven of the bus passengers and gets effectively the same story, you know, of them filming, but from, you know, six different angles. It's re- it's really fantastic, actually. Yeah, cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I listen to that podcast regularly, too. So It's awesome. a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a good I podcast. I can recommend it. Yeah. I might check that out. Uh, so that's what I've got for podcasting a wider net this week. I hope I've broadened everybody's opinion. And, uh, yeah. I feel smarter. Very good. Well, I think it's, it's probably about time we start thinking ahead to... Ooh, next time, next time. Yeah. So next week. And so, the last, well, the last of the four is, is you, Bradley. Oh, me. Yeah, of course. Because um, I, I chose the first one being Point Break. Al chose Inner Space and Speed was Julian's baby. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple backed up, but uh, I think I'm going to go for something that... Uh, it's going to be old, I bet. It's definitely going to be old, absolutely. 
like Brad, like me. <laughs> Didn't see this one at the cinema, though. So, but it's uh, it's younger than me. So I'm going to go something uh, pretty classic '80s, probably in the middle somewhere. So Highlander. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen it. No, <laughs> haven't either. seen it. Haven't really? Seen it. Haven't seen it. Really? Prepare to be dazzled oh, by is, uh, oh, some of the greatest acting you will ever see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, you you blokes are in for a ride. <clears throat> Far out. Can I can I just say something before we do watch Highlander and just keep this in the back of your mind? It's one of those films where I've I've loved it ever since I was a kid. Absolutely loved it. But just think about it. And of all these films that are being remade at the moment that don't need to be remade, mm. consider watching Highlander and think if they remade this, would it be any better? Okay. All right. right. So it's think about that. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, there's a lot of films. So Point Break did not need to be remade. No. Dirty Dancing did not need to be remade. Ooh. You know, all these other films did not need to be remade. But it's Highlander is that one where I've watched it as much as I love that I've gone. This could have been this like you know, if this cool. was done now, this could and, be. And really Point Break was made cool. remade like eight times. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. called Fast, Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> I think we should leave it on that. Fantastic. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for coming out. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You've been listening to San Dimas School of Film. Uh, send us an email at... SanDimasFilm at gmail.com. Or just like, like you know... Just talk to us on us, Facebook, I guess. Stalk us on Facebook and, yeah. you know, turn up outside our house or something. <laughs> Thank you.